Welcome back to As I See It, an Umpire Podcast. I am your host, Joe Sweeney. I am an IHSA official. I officiate softball and baseball in the state of Illinois. This will be our last episode of the season. This is episode seven. Uh, what we talk about on this podcast is um, the high school rule set, NFHS. Um, any rule that we apply, we, we apply out of that rule book. Um, we talk about situations that happen. Um, being that I am a somewhat new umpire as far as experience goes, um, I talk about experiences that happened to me on the field. How this podcast came about was some of the guys that I work with, you know, always asking questions or how my games go. And just in conversation, I just tell them about the games and, and they tell me that I should uh, start a podcast. And so here we are. Today's episode will, like I said, be the final episode. And it is an episode that comes mainly from the Doan two-man umpire camp in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I have an opportunity while I'm there to interview um, a fellow podcaster, Kevin Weber, who is also an instructor at the camp. And he took some time to sit down with me and answer some questions about umpiring. So that's kind of a special treat that I've got for you. You can find Kevin's podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, it is called The Hammer, an Umpire Podcast. And it was the first uh, podcast that I came across when I was uh, looking to get, get in for more, more information about umpiring. So check him out too. And then after that, I've got a few segments based off of uh, what happened during the camp. So some of the things that I learned, some of the things that I worked on and needed to improve. I had initially intended to talk about the last remaining games of my junior high season this year. Unfortunately, my work schedule had changed, and so I had to cancel nine games which is very unfortunate for me, um, for the schools that it affected because they had to look for other umpires. But um, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. So luckily, we've got this camp to talk about. So let's get started. Hey, guys, I'm coming to you right after day one of the Brewstone two-man umpire camp. That was a really good day today. Uh, we started off by meeting and getting registered and getting your t-shirt um, at noon uh, at Davenport University in uh, Caledonia, Michigan. Uh, then we uh, cl collected in the locker room and uh, uh, one of the instructors or a couple of the instructors kind of let us know what to expect and, and kind of just give you, you know, a general overview of, of the, you know, umpiring and you know, things that they look for. And, um, and then right after that, we, got the opportunity to get out on the field and officiate or umpire during a Division II college baseball game. And let me tell you, that's a little bit of a challenge, especially for a guy like me, um, who maybe doesn't have a whole lot of experience. But um, the game is really fast. So, you know, as we near the beginning of the camp, they ask um, for volunteers to to work this scrimmage and out of the 20 guys I think about half of them at least get the opportunity to get in the game um, not everybody gets to do you know everything uh, but I got an opportunity to do two innings behind the plate and man let me tell you what uh, this is a, a quick game at this level um, the guys have pretty high expectations of the umpires and um, of your strike zone and uh, it was kind of interesting for me because uh, the game was so fast um, compared to a lot of the things that I've done, especially recently. Uh, the last game that I did was a junior high um, 
junior high school game, and it was a whole lot slower. It was a much slower game. And so that's a challenge because you've always got to be ready and you've always got to be communicating with your partners. And, um, you know, in the midst of it between innings, you're getting instruction and, and trying to work on the things that um, the instructors are, are telling you to work on. But it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad I got the opportunity to work behind the plate. I actually got the opportunity last year to do the same, and, and uh, I, I learned a lot between then and now. Um, and I feel like I did a better job behind the plate this year. Uh, no, it wasn't perfect. You know, you, you can tell by reactions, um, even from, you know, catchers, hitters, um, when you make a ball strike call and whether it was a good one or not. While that was going on, as the game is progressing, they are warming pitchers up in the bullpen. They have a laser strike zone that they place on the plate and some of the guys got the opportunity to um, call balls and strikes and uh, the computer tells them how well they did. Um, I didn't get to talk to many guys that did this but uh, one guy uh, he told me he had 13 pitches and he was able to get 12 of them right so um, that's probably that's really good feedback. Um, I don't know much about the system or how accurate it is but um, it sounded like it was uh, pretty cool. So that was pretty much our day on day one, and uh, we'll get back with you on uh, day two. So today we uh, had day two of the Doan, Bruce Doan two-man umpire camp. It was a good day. It was a long day. We got a lot of good work in. The day started out this morning just after 8 o'clock a.m., um, we we met at Davenport University baseball field. Um, we we gathered for a picture um, of the campers, and then we we gathered around the mound and had a question and, and answer session with one of the instructors, uh, Josh. And there were some questions from the day before about you know taking balls on a steal and the mechanics of where to move and how to move, and then also on uh, double play mechanics. So it was really good to get on the field and, and really see these things explained and and talk about um, positioning. And um, I don't know that I'll get into it, but it was really good information. And and then after that, they had some discussion about um, working the wedge around home plate. Um, and from there, we went out to the field and we, we got into formation. And this was kind of comical because, you know, you got a bunch of uh, grown men trying to, to to get in formation and and it was kind of comical because they wanted you in uh, five lines of four and we just couldn't figure it out but we finally got it figured out and once we got in formation we uh, worked on safe and out calls uh, when you're in formation you know you kind of jog a little bit they tell you to get set and they tell you either to make a safe or an out call and uh, while you're in the midst of that, you know, they've got instructors walking around kind of correcting things that you're not doing right um, or you are doing right. Um, and then they had a little activity um, for concentration. It was kind of interesting where uh, they'll tell you to do one way and then they'll ask you to change it and uh, see if you're concentrating and they're trying to throw things at you or or start talking to you to try and to distract you. Um, and break your concentration. So it was a really good exercise, and it was pretty helpful. From there, we uh, we each got two games. Um, I worked with uh, a gentleman named Steve Booth from Chicago, um, really good umpire from from the northern part of our state. 
Uh, we we got the chance to work two games. He started out um, behind the plate, and I was uh, on bases. And as it turns out, I think this is the place that I struggle with the most. Um, I get uh, dancing around the middle of the infield, and um, I got quite a bit of instruction on that. And as the game went along, I, I believe I got better. You know, it was just kind of my weak spot of knowing exactly where to be and uh, when to when to be there. And so that worked out really well. And from there, I moved on to plate, which, um, as it turns out, this is where I feel most comfortable. Um, I didn't think it would be here, but as the game goes along, it, it just it kind of showed. And one of the instructors told me that he he thought that I looked a lot more comfortable here than I did um, in in bases. Um, and I think that's because I work most of my games. Um, behind plate, uh, which is good, but I, you know, I need uh, a little bit more work on bases. So um, there were some critiques there, and and I, uh, I feel like my my zone was pretty decent. Not gonna not gonna say I didn't miss any any ball strike calls, uh, but uh, it was a it was a good game. I felt confident about it. I felt like when we walked off the field that my partner and I, Steve, did a a really good job. Um, and then after that, while there's other games going on, you you get to just kind of hang out with the instructors and and they'll talk to you about things that are actually happening on the field with the other guys, um, things that they're doing well, things that they need to improve on. And and he'll even ask you, whoa, you know, this is what he did. Is that was that right or was that wrong? So it was uh, it was good to learn that in that way. Um, an interesting side note, the instructors sometimes get a little bored and and try to trip umpires up. And so he talked one of the batters uh, into uh, once he gets in the box, if they had a called strike to to draw a line in the in the dirt um, to kind of show up the umpire to see what the umpire's reaction was. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, the umpire actually kind of missed it. He never he never did see him do it. We thought it was kind of funny. It was as us standing over on the side, knowing what was going to happen. It was kind of interesting because he was trying to set him up. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, after that was over, the game, the day's games were over. We all kind of collected at a a local a local eating spot and uh just you know sat around and talked about umpiring and got to know each other and and uh just had a good time with a uh, good conversation bunch of good guys telling umpire stories or asking umpire questions and it was a good time and so uh tomorrow we've got uh some rain coming in so i'm not sure what exactly what the day will hold but it's been a really good camp so far i've really enjoyed it and um, get a lot of good information and a lot of good information that i could take home and a and hopefully apply to uh, the games that I work. So I'm really looking forward to getting back into it at home, and and I'm real thankful for the instructors that um, that work with us and and put their time in and, and are really honest. They're really honest about the things that they tell you. So I'm looking forward to day three tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on As I See It, an Umpire Podcast. Today we have a special guest. I am currently at the Doan two-man umpire camp in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and our guest today is Kevin Weber. Kevin is a longtime umpire and instructor at this camp, and he is also a fellow podcaster. Thanks for being with us today, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Uh, Kevin, when you got your start, how did you get your start into umpiring, and where are you currently at in your career? Well, I first started umpiring when I was in high school, when I was also a high school baseball player make money in the summertime doing our local like little league which was a vfw league at the time and um did that with my brother you know 
basically we had the balloon chest protector. A lot mm -hmm. of times I was doing younger ages, so I didn't even have shin, shin guards. So you're just lifting your legs up to avoid, you know, balls at your feet and things like that. So I started doing that. Then I went off to college. When I got out of college, I uh, coached high school baseball for a while. And um, for whatever reason, I decided that I didn't really want to do that anymore. And I started to go okay. into umpiring. So that's been, um, you know, I started doing high school baseball probably around 2005 or six, I think. And then for, you know, did a state final, I thought, okay, now I'm maybe ready to do college ball. And so started doing that probably 2015 or so. Okay. And so I moved up, I've moved up pretty well in college baseball. Um, you know, I worked division one games on down the Juco games and even get some conference games. So, you know, and I've done a couple more state finals, which are always fun here in Michigan. So, so, so working your way up uh, pretty good. So early on in your career, did you have uh, much instruction? Um, when I was in high school? No, except for like the local umpire mm -hmm. supervisor. But here, I mean, I came to this Doan camp as well. So um, Bruce Doan, he's probably my biggest mentor. But also like a lot of the instructors that are here, like um, some guys that were like College World Series guys, like Mike Duffy and Mark Ewell. Mm -hmm. And um, and there's several of them that would come here and instruct in the February camp and then in the outdoor camps in the warmer weather. So those guys taught me a lot. That's okay. basically how I learned. Okay, so you did a lot of a lot of camps early on. Yes, I, I went to camper. I didn't go to pro school like a lot okay. of guys do, which is fine, you know. And you can learn a lot there. But um, I kind of went the the alternate route, I guess. So now that you've moved up a lot in your career and you're currently an instructor, do you continue to do things to uh, grow as an official? Yeah, I mean, like this past summer in July, I went down to Indianapolis to the CBUA four man camp, and um, it's more of an evaluation camp, but you certainly learn. You know how to work four men a little bit better and those are for opportunities more in the power five conferences which i i get some non-cons but you know it, it's tough in those leagues because a lot of those former pro guys are kind of got the inside track and they are former right, pros right. you know so it's hard to argue with them getting those kind of games so yeah but you know just giving me the better opportunity it also shows that yeah i'm working at something if it, i get more of the mid-major v1 stuff mm -hmm. but to get a little more of that or at least maintain what i have yeah that's yeah. also an important part okay yeah um were there any situations early in your umpiring career on the field um that you learned from that have stuck with you to this point today? oh there's probably quite a few but one that always sticks out and i tell people about it um i was working with mike duffy he did the college world series in 2015 in a summer collegiate game out in muskegon michigan and um I'd worked with them like a few days before and I had done the plate. And usually with a veteran guy like that, you know, I got I was on schedule again. I had the plate. And I'm like, yeah, I got the plate. He's like, oh, no, I'll do the plate. You did it last time. And I'm like, are you sure? You know, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So I'm working the bases. This is two man. And uh, the pitching coach for the visiting team was being a jerk and everything. And he ends up running him. You know, he ejected him. And I remember sitting out there as he's he's very calmly waiting for the guy to leave. The guy was taking a while to like leave sight and sound and everything. And, He's got his lineup card out. He's just writing some things down. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, this could have been me. I, I yeah. probably should have been doing this, and yeah. this would have been happening to me. And I would have been thinking, this is maybe something about me. Was I not doing well? And I thought, and that's why I realized it's about the shirt. It, these guys don't know that this is the best umpire they're going to have all summer. Uh -huh. And they're, this guy's treating him like a jerk. And it doesn't matter who you are. It's just, you know, you're the umpire and that's just what it is and you right. have to deal with it. Right. So you can't take things personally. It's hard sometimes. Sure. But I real and, and I that sticks with me all the time. You know, uh -huh. like even like something happens on the field, 
maybe you feel yourself getting a little bit worked up about mm -hmm. it and you think, nope, it's just a situation. I mean, this is the way this coach would have treated anybody almost. I mean, right. I know sometimes we have personal issues with some guys, sure. but 99% of the time we don't. No, it's just about the situation and everything. So yeah, that, that is definitely something that's always stuck with me. Yeah, that's yeah. good info because I know times as soon as I see a coach coming out for me, you know, early in my career where I'm at, I, I start to feel that heat and that blood, you know, I, I know that I'm getting ready to be, get put in a situation, you know, yeah. and, and, and like you say, it's not personal, it's the situation and we have to be the ones who bring it down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, when you evaluate umpires, what are some things that you look at the most? Well, obviously, especially if it's a newer umpire, you look at certain mechanical things that they do. Like if they're working the plate, you're looking at, you know, their head height and how they're lining up in the slot and how they call pitches and, you know, if they're moving all those kind of things. But for guys that have been around a little bit, you look at how they carry themselves, mm -hmm. how they, you know, make a particular call, um, you know, if they carry that certain confidence that you're looking for in an umpire. And I look for, you know, guys like, okay, if I was on the field with him, would I would I trust being on the field sure. with them? And so when I try to help somebody along, I want I want them to be somebody that would gain that kind of trust if I were out I there you. with them, right. you know. So you talk about, okay, I, hey, you're covering third on a, you know, hit to the outfield with, in two-man or something, and you, you pregame it. Well, it's nice if you can trust the guys right. there. Right, he's going to be know? there. He said he was going to be there. He yeah. is, and now I know. And yeah. so you, you move up from those levels. Right. And, you know, the more experience you have, the, sure. you know, the more intricate things that you right. get, you know. Is there one thing that stands out uh, the most at all levels that umpires consistently struggle with? I think uh, concentration, you know, um, when it's, especially if it's a long game or a one-sided game. I mean, you know, if you see a big league umpire that kicks something, it's usually because, you know, not because they weren't in the right spot or something, but maybe because the game's been dragging mm -hmm. and it's hard as human beings to do that. Right. So I think the, the less experience you have, the more likely that is to happen to somebody to be able to concentrate right. that whole time. Right. You almost feel you should almost feel mentally exhausted when the game's yeah. done, you know. So I think that that is something that a lot of guys struggle with. You know, there's not only so much difference between the safe and outs and balls and strikes and all that. But I guess as each level goes along, it's about mechanics and just being comfortable and knowing right. where you're going. Kind of like when you learn to drive a car. Sure. You know, at first it seemed like everything was coming at you. Right. And now we've all been driving our car for a long time. A lot of us, you know, umpires, I'm sure on your yeah. podcast, most guys are older, right? Yeah. So you don't even think about it. It's just automated. Right. Well, it gets that way for a two-man. And if you work three-man, yep. four-man, just gets more automated and you just feel comfortable yeah. with what's going on. Kevin, what is one piece of advice uh, that you would give an umpire who might be just starting out? Hmm. You definitely got to find a mentor because you know, most umpires or any officials quit within the first three years, especially if they don't feel like they're supported. So you got to find somebody in your local association or wherever you're starting out that will be there for you. That's got some experience that you can talk to and right. work through things. Um, yeah, you got to learn the, the basics of sure. umpiring. That's very important too, but you definitely have some, you need to have somebody you can talk to right. and feel like they're there for you. Okay. You know. Kevin, what are some of your most memorable games? Either fun things or situations that you've you've grown from. Hmm. Well, I've been pretty privileged to have worked some pretty cool games, I guess. I mean, sometimes it's about like the site because, like last year, I got to work a game at University of Illinois Chicago. Mm. And it's a really beautiful ballpark with the Chicago skyline in the back, you know. So that was pretty cool. And the game wasn't anything to write home about. It was yeah. just okay. 
um, like I say, I've worked the state finals three times, and, and that's always a lot of fun because there's a great atmosphere in East Lansing where they hold the Michigan State finals. You got softball and soccer and all the stuff going on. Mm. So it's just fun to do. You meet some new guys. Obviously, the games are pretty intense. You got good teams there. But that's that's probably just as much fun as any college game I've done. Um, I've, you know, I've worked some conference tournaments. I've worked some NCAA, like D3 regional stuff, and, and those are fun as well. But they're a lot more pressure, yeah. you know, um, because teams uh, eventually they're getting there. Their season's over. People's careers are over. So those are they're fun, but a lot of pressure to work with right. some of those. But, you know, you got to you got to embrace the pressure, too. Sure. And that's just part of what is. I mean, everybody wants to move up and work yep. these bigger games or work these championships. And you do get there. You got to sure you got to embrace the situation and go with it. Right. You know? So but that's fun, too. Yeah. You know? uh, and I understand what you're saying, because, you know, for me out here. It's quite a bit of pressure on me, but when I go back home, I'm in the midst of a summer league rec, rec game, you know, where, um, you know, a lot of kids don't play anything other than summer rec ball. And it, it becomes a little bit more fun because there's atmosphere is yeah. less pressure. But yeah, like this out here, you know, this is where I, when the pressure's on, I feel like we, we grow a lot too. Yes, that's true. Um, on the podcast, uh, I talk a lot about rules that I encounter, some that are often misunderstood. In your experience, what has been the most misunderstood or misinterpreted rules? Now, I realize you do a lot of college. So once you go up higher, you get a lot less misunderstanding of rules. Yeah. But, but because I do high school and junior high level, that's kind of where I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, at college level, there's a lot of people that don't understand the, you know, the pitch clock rules and mm -hmm. some things like that. But I think at every level, um, and you see this on social media or, you know, when something happens, particularly in like a major league baseball game or college world series game the runner's lane interference yeah. you know people don't understand that. oh we shouldn't have that which is completely asinine because otherwise guys would be zigzagging running all right. over the field which is probably what they did 125 sure. years ago and that's why they put in the rule right. you have to have it it does protect the situation it's a good rule and people don't understand that rule and and there's a lot of umpires that won't make that call too right. because either they're afraid to or they don't understand the rule sure. very well themselves. So that is probably one I see a lot, at, and that can be at any level. Yeah, yeah. Runner's Lane is one that we've talked about on the podcast. I had a regional, like uh, junior college thing that I did this last year, and uh, had a batting out of order situation mm -hmm. in the first inning, like the the three hitter batted out of order. I don't know what it was. It's crazy, but I mean, I got it right. I was the plate umpire. And I'm pretty good with that kind of stuff. I mean, some guys aren't. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. Right. And I, I don't think I've ever had it happen at the collegiate level, okay. ever. Um, so that's kind of shocker. And I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe once at the high school level when games I've done. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're working, you know, youth level ball, you see that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but I got, got it right. And those are the kind of things you need to get right to help yourself either maintain what you have or advance. Because, like, Bruce Doan was the assigner of that stuff, and I talked to him about it afterward, or he heard about it even when it was on the field because they were yeah. streaming the game and all this sure. kind of stuff. And he's like, wow, you nailed that. That was great. And he was very impressed. And I thought, well, I just know the rule. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really that impressed with that. I thought anybody should know it, but but there are a lot of people that don't. I mean, that's right. why you got to know the rules. you got to right. know what it is. And it's like, okay, who's supposed to be the proper batter? This guy wasn't up. Did they do it at the right time? You know, there's just a few things sure. you can do with that to um, make sure you get it right. Sure. You know. Um, on your podcast, you talk a lot about game prep. What are some things that you do to prepare for a game? And is it for you different at different levels that you're officiating? Eh, it's probably a little bit different, but probably more similar than anything, I guess. I mean, I like to know, I definitely always like to know what I'm working. If I'm working in a plate, if I'm working a base, 
you know, because that is different in your mind too. Mm -hmm. When you're going to that game, when you're driving to it, and you're mentally preparing what you have to do. Um, you know, for high school games, we, you know, they, we used to get you know, like a half an hour or so before, but I always like to do a, a pregame. And I don't care if I've worked with a guy a lot, we talk right. through some stuff just to make sure something's there. Because if you don't, it seems like every time something pops up that you probably should have talked about. Right. And we always, you know, you know college games are supposed to be there at least an hour before. Uh-huh. D1, usually an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, you're working three or four, man, for those. So, um, it's not as familiar with a lot of guys, so you definitely have a few more things to go over. Right. If there's any rules changes that you have to talk about, um, especially when it's early on in the season, making sure, sure you're getting things right. Um, so, yeah, that's basically how I kind of prep. But I do think about what I'm going to be doing, you know, right. so that's important too. So, okay, like if I get someplace and I thought I was working the bases two minutes, like a high school game, and then something happened, I got to work the plate, I can do it. Yeah. But it does throw you off a little, little bit. Little bit yeah. You know, I like to know. I, I don't want to go show up and go, well, who's working to play? I, yeah. We're going to find out be, right. well before we get there, like right. a day before I want to know. So, um, because it is different different for whatever you're working. Sure. And that's so. something I've picked up from you on podcasts. I always ask, we don't have signers in my area. We have ADs. The athletic directors uh, schedule all the umpires. Mm. And so I, every, you know, when they give me a game reminder the day before, I ask, who's my partner, you know? And typically, I'll just find them on the IHSA website and, hey, you know, what color are we wearing? Who's got plate? You know, you want yeah. plate? I got plate. Whichever is yeah. fine. Yeah. Yep. Um, in the last couple of years, so this is the last question. The last couple of years, you've had to adjust to pitch clock changes in college baseball. Um, what are your thoughts on the pitch clock? And um, do you anticipate it coming to high school? I like the pitch clock. I think it, it's been proven that it speeds up the game first and Minor league baseball and also in college baseball, it cuts off at least 20 minutes of games, okay. you know, on average, sometimes more. So I, technically we have a pitch clock in, in college baseball, if you look at the rule book, but it's not enforced. Um, could it be? Yes. I mean, we have like the box timers in college, kind of like what they use for high school football, for guys okay. that are familiar with that, um, that you can have set for whatever pitch clock you might be using for mm -hmm. baseball, and it'll buzz at the certain intervals and then go off. Um, and if it's enforced properly where you're getting on a ball or a strike to whoever the violator is, then the players do pick up on it and it makes the game move faster and guys stay in the box. I understand. And um, I would love to see it in high school, high school. baseball. Um, but more than anything in high school baseball, even before that, I'd love to see them change the um, conferences. Because I know you get like you get your three conferences okay. you know, to the mound at any point. You can use all three in one inning. But then we don't have any regulations on how many times the shortstop or the catcher or the third right. baseman can go out there? Well, in college baseball, it's six. Sure. Three can be with uh, any of the coaches. Um, if a player goes there, um, if a player goes to the mound four times, well, now you got two for the coaches. Okay. You know? So I wish they would just do like that. Six. Yes. Three times, that's it. Can I go out? It's like some catchers go out every time. That right. slows the game down, too. Sure. You know, and, it's, and it slows the pace of it. It's not always, okay, maybe it's five minutes, but just the – you know, you want people getting in the box, the pitchers are ready to go, guys are going, they're used to that, and that keeps everything going too. Right. You know, it's not just, that helps with the cutting of everything off. I mean, sure. it's like, if guys are stepping out, are they stepping out 20 minutes of time? Probably not. Um, it's mm -hmm. probably just maybe five minutes or 10 minutes, but it ends up being 20 minutes more because they're just always in there right. ready to go, right. you know. And that's the way baseball was played, like, when I was growing up. Yeah. I mean, we always played double headers, and I never, ever remember not finishing that. Right. But now you're lucky if you get 
four or five innings in the second game of a doubleheader, especially Cause, early cause in the season. Yeah. You know, because guys are so slow. So, yeah. yeah, it would be good. Does it need to be on the fence and all that? Okay, they, they could do that, I guess. That costs some money. You'd have to have umpires get a boxing and enforce it. Mm -hmm. It's hard for a whole state to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it could be done. Um, and I think it would be a good change. But be, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Okay. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you taking your time to sit down with us. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Today was the final day of the Doan two-man umpire camp in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I had a game today, one single game today. And uh, instructors were definitely out there for you. Uh, it was a good game today. Uh, I had some things that I needed to work on that I got yesterday. I chose to do bases today, not trying to be a plate dodger, but uh, I think that's where uh, most of my work was needed. I was pretty comfortable behind a plate yesterday. Um, I had a really good partner, Steve, who kind of helped me along whenever I missed something here or there or didn't give a, a proper signal or wasn't in the proper spot. I had several plays that uh, I had to make calls on. Uh, it was a really good game. Um, several balls that uh, were hit with runners um, in scoring position and different things. One of the plays was a line drive back to the pitcher. And uh, we had a uh, tag play at first, and that was a kind of an interesting play because as I'm set, making my uh, getting ready to make my call, uh, it was a failure to tag up, and the ball beat him uh, pretty easily. The defender went ahead and put the tag on him, and so uh, I'm not sure quite why he did that. I had him out, but uh, in this situation, I called him out, and I, you know, I wanted to clarify that it was on the tag up. So I called him out on the tag up and, and the instructor asked me later, he said, he asked if that kind of confused me. And I said, well, he, and he asked me why I called him out. And I said, I had him out on the failure to tag up. So he said, yeah, I see he was a little confused too as to why, uh, he, he put the tag on him. Uh, another play we had, um, we had a, a balk call. Um, as soon as the, uh, the ball was put in play, the pitcher was, uh, uh, not not getting set in time and and the actual the pitch was actually made and uh it was it was too bad because they uh, put the ball in play and and they would have turned a nice double play but uh play was dead at that moment and uh we had to send runners to the appropriate bases and and uh, the hitter was back in the count we had another really good play at second base uh, a diving catch and, and another failure to tag up um and uh you know the thing here was i had to use good timing and not call it too soon and just to make sure that uh, I knew what I saw, and it was a really good, really good baseball play. I had a couple of steals at second um, that were really close. I had one where uh, we got the guy out, and one where you know we had him safe. Um, I know the second one was a lot closer, but uh, you know if you if you pause, read, and react, you use good timing. Um, and I had him uh, fingers on the bag as the as the tag was coming down on his hand. I didn't really have any close whackers at first base, but um, overall, this camp was really good. I had a really good partner, Steve, from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it was good to meet him. He was uh, a pretty experienced umpire that kind of helped me where I needed it, and uh, we worked well together, and and uh, I was real comfortable working with him, and, and who knows, maybe someday we'll get the opportunity to uh, work with him again. Uh, but overall, this camp was a, a really good one as it, it met my expectations. Um, got some good instruction and good critiquing. Um, not all of it was, um, "Hey, you're doing a great job." So that's the that's the thing is, you don't you don't want just somebody just to be a cheerleader for you. You wanna you wanna have honest feedback on on what you need to improve on. 
Um, so I know today was a whole lot better than yesterday for me. And, and although I'm not trying to necessarily get jobs out of this, uh, I just want to improve. And I know if I take this back home and, and apply it to the games, I, I work, I think we'll be in, in a whole lot better shape than, you know, we were last time around. So that's it for the Doan two-man umpire camp. So in closing, um, I'm thinking back through the camp and the things that I took away from it, uh, most were on bases. Uh, as I said in the in day one, I had a little happy feet and I kind of want to explain what that means um, when I say that. And when, when the ball gets put in play, if you're in the B or C position, and I'll explain that a little bit too here, when there's runners on base, depending upon where the runners are at, you're either to uh, the left side or the right side of the mound. Um, halfway in between um, the dirt circle and the cutout for second base. And so when the ball was put in play, I wasn't quite sure where to go. Um, couldn't quite remember from last year because there was a lot of information given. Um, I, you know, I kind of had to apply what I think was the most important um, because there was so much thrown at you that, uh, you know, this year when I was able to kind of slow things down a little bit, I had a better understanding. And like I said in that first game, um, by the time the game was over, um, I knew better where I was supposed to be, how I was supposed to get there. And so um, I did a lot of backpedaling, um, moving to where I needed to be. Um, I just didn't look very athletic doing it, didn't look very, very good moving or confident about where I was supposed to be. Um, and some things that I'm able to take home that I know I learned last year, but because there was so much um, that I needed to learn, um, these things kind of got forgotten in my head. When you're in B, B or C position, you've got all fly balls in the outfield and are not. Um, trouble for the corners and so you've got to work yourself to the edge of the grass make sure you see the call um, that was one thing I wasn't doing well because I wasn't sure where to be and then whenever I'm in B or C and there's a ball hit on the infield I was kind of dancing around because again as for like a double play I didn't know where to be um, but now if you're in C position you've got to work yourself um, across towards first base but still keeping your um, chest to the ball and see the out and then as soon as the, the ball is transferred and thrown to first base, you've got to get set, see the ball come into first, and make your call there. So that was one thing that I know that I improved, especially on day two. And then also taking double plays in the B position, you really basically, basically have to stand exactly where you're at. Face the ball, get set, make the call at second, call the second as you're turning, get set, make the call at first. So these were things I feel way more comfortable in. Um, you know, the first day, uh, the feedback that I got was that the um, instructor would recommend me if he were to recommend me for a varsity level. Could could possibly down the road someday see me doing um, D2, D3 baseball. Uh, I'll never get to do D1 baseball uh, at my age uh, and maybe my skill set, with, especially with the time that I've got left to umpire. And and honestly, I don't know, you know what my future holds if I'll even want to do college ball or if I'll just stay at, at high school. It'd be kind of cool to do college ball, but I know day two, um, it was kind of interesting because I felt more confident. Like I said, I, I chose to do bases on day two. And I felt more confident from the day before's instruction. Uh, I had different instruction, uh, different instructors on day two. You know, honestly, they, they told me, it's like, hey, you look really good out there. You look like you know what you're doing. Um, I didn't ask what they would uh, recommend me for or where they thought I was at. But, you know, they got to the point where it's like, hey, you, you made those, you did those things really well. You used good timing. And, you know, the instruction I got, they said, hey, you're, we're just we're going to we're going to critique you right now. We're going to nitpick you because we're seeing a lot of good things out of you. So I felt confident, especially with the instruction the day before that I was able to 
apply the things into the game. So I just wanted to give you a summary of uh, what I learned at the camp. Well, that's all for this episode of As I See It, an umpire podcast. And this is the last episode of this season. I'm going to take some time off through the winter. Um, I'm looking into possibly getting my Indiana uh, state um, certification or license or whatever it is that you want to call it. So that's something I'm going to work on over the winter. You know, we'll see how this goes. Back in the spring, I've already got some games scheduled. Don't have a completely full schedule because my daughter still plays high school softball. And I'll umpire whenever I can in between. Hopefully, I'll be able to apply the same, some of the things that I learned. So if you could, give me a like. Give me a subscribe. And if you have any uh, questions about any of the things I've talked about this season, um, want some clarification, or just have some ideas about some things that I can talk about. Um, I know as I go along, some of these initial situations that I had not encountered yet will become the norm. So I've got to find some new things um, to talk about over the next coming seasons. So if you could, give us a like, give us a subscribe, check us out on Facebook, As I See It, an umpire podcast. An email is as I see it podcast 1995 at gmail.com. And as always, I would like to leave you with just a little bit of scripture. This comes from Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. God bless you, and we'll see you next season.